نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وأقم الصلاة طرفي النهار وزلفا من الليل إن الحسنات يذهبن السيئات ذلك ذكرى للذاكرين وقال النبي كريم محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الدين النسيحة أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين اسبكت العلماء حفاظ حجاج برادز الإسلام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته All shukr and thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that once again our most kind and loving Allah has given us the tawfiq and ability to come and remember Him, to come and worship Him, and to come and fulfill this great command of performing Suratul Jumu'ah. It is a real gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We look at those who perhaps have undergone some musibah, some calamity, some bala, and we don't know their conditions where their hearts yearn to go and perform Salatul Jumu'ah. For an example, look at, look at our brothers and sisters in Turkey and in Syria. Allahu Akbar. Displaced. Allah knows best, but they are mentioning that over 21,000 already have passed away. So they are the shuhada, alhamdulillah. But what about those who have lost their families, who have lost their loved ones, who are displaced? This much we can do, if we cannot assist them in some other way, is make dua for them. We may be in our comfort zone, everything will be fine and good for us. But let us ask Allah Ta'ala for protection, number one. And also let us have that fikr and concern that what are they undergoing? That oh Allah make it easy for them. If we have to try to put ourselves in their position, we'll probably give up and lose hope. But Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is the one who is a hakim. Allah is al-hakim, the one who is the most wise. Allah knows why He does certain things. But these are wake-up calls for us. Today, inshallah, we would like to discuss how do we prepare for that great month which is coming up, that month of Ramadan Sharif. For those who haven't recited the dua as yet, or perhaps we have recited it once, or heard the imam reciting it and said, Amin. Let us, inshallah, try and recite it abundantly if we can't recite language. But this much, let us ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان. That oh Allah, grant us baraka, bless us in this month of Rajab, which is approximately there are ten approximately ten days remaining of this month of Rajab. وبارك لنا في شعبان and oh Allah, bless us in that month of شعبان وبلغنا رمضان and oh Allah, we ask you to please let us reach that great month of Ramadan Sharif. We find that for those who can still recall that the days of Hajj had just passed and before that some can still remember the Ramadan Sharif which had preceded that those great days of Hajj. So like this we find Nabi Wasallam has mentioned something to the effect that this is a sign of the day of Qiyamah where we find years will pass like months. In other words, so quick, so quick the years are just going. Months will become... Like weeks, weeks will become like days. And days will also go so quick, like a small part of a palm tree, how quick it takes to burn, like that. 
so quick the days will go. And we can see it. Jumma upon Jumma, Jumma upon Jumma. Allahu Akbar. We make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah ta'ala grant us the tawfiq and ability, whatever is remaining of our life. Allah give us the tawfiq and ability to remember Him abundantly and to worship Him, to make shukar to Him. Allah give us all the tawfiq. Abu Huraira radiallahu narrates, he says, Qala awsani khalili sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says that our beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu and he Abu Hurir radiallahu called Nabi sallallahu his friend. He says, awsani khalili. Khalil as we know, mentioned in the Quran Sharif also, Ibrahim alayhi salam was known as Khalilullah, the close friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yeah, Abu Hurir radiallahu says that my close friend Nabi sallallahu had advised me and requested me to do, to do these following three things. Bithalathin. Suyami thalathati ayyamin min kulli shahar. That is, to fast three days a month. To fast three days a month. The second advice, duha. To perform Salatul Duha, two rakats of Salatul Duha. The ulama explained that this salah is done approximately the mid-morning, approximately one and a half or two hours before Zuhar Salah. This is known as Salatul Duha, also known as Salatul Chast. And also to perform the witr salah before sleeping. We know, known as the three wajib, three witr wajib. So we should try to practice on this, these three advices. But concentrating on the first advice, to fast three days a month. Now alhamdulillah, we all are looking forward to that great month of Ramadan Sharif. Alhamdulillah. But we need to ask ourselves, are we ready for that month of Ramadan? For an example, if we haven't fasted, if we haven't fasted the whole year, example, Nawafil, Nafil, Salat, the last we fasted was Ramadan. Now, when this month of Ramadan comes, if we haven't been fasting, we're not used to it, then what happens sometimes, person fasts the first day, then he gives up the second day, Na'udhu Billah, and then after that, you know, he ducks and eats, says, no, I can't manage so many hours. You know, we don't look at other countries who are fasting more hours than us. Those countries that are experiencing summer in the month of Ramadan, sometimes you find, like the western countries, certain half past nine, quarter to ten in the evening. Then still Isha, Taraweeh, etc. Finishing at sometimes two, half past two in the morning. Have a small break, then Sehri. So, we need to try and practice on this Hadith Sharif. That is, try to inshallah start our fast. Start the Sunnah of Nabi Wasallam to fast on Mondays and Thursdays. Very prominent person, Kafir, we make dua Allah, give the Ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Hidayat. But he gave this one advice, famous advice. He says that, non-Muslim, he says that we should try to fast two days a week. And he even specified, he says, Monday and Thursday. Advice. And you know, everybody started practicing on it. But people forgot that the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu to fast on Mondays and Thursdays. If we can't fast every Monday and Thursday this much, let us try, inshallah, and fast three days every month. And by fasting three days, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us the reward of fasting for 30 days. Why? Because when you do one good deed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala times, times that deed by 10. So you fasting three days for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala will give you the reward of fasting for one month. And like this, if you continue inshallah, it is as if you have fasted for your whole life. Allahu Akbar. You get the reward of fasting your whole life because you fasting three days every month, you're getting the reward of one month. Like this, you continue with it. Inshallah, you will get the reward of fasting your whole life. And fasting is such a thing, respected listeners, that 
it's between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's so much of ikhlas and sincerity in fasting. More masail and more fadail and virtues, etc. will be discussed inshallah closer to the time of Ramadan, inside Ramadan Sharif also. But let us try to understand, when a person is fasting, it's unlike a person who is, example, reading Quran Sharif, or performing salah, or doing hajj and umrah. A person who goes to the Haramin Sharifain, for him to fulfill that hajj and umrah, for him to make tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif, he needs to be present. He needs to be present in Makkah Mukarramah. He needs to be there. A person who is reading Quran Sharif, person can see him reading. If he's coming to the masjid to perform salah, person can see he's doing salah. But fasting is such a thing, for argument's sake, if somebody is fasting today, just an example, nobody will know if he's fasting. If you have to offer him something to eat also, he'll accept it and he'll say, Jazakallah. Say, no, eat it now. Say, no, I'll eat it later. doesn't have to say that he's fasting. If somebody asks him, did you eat? He says, yes, I ate. In his mind, I ate sahri. So there's a lot of ikhlas and sincerity behind fasting. So the rewards are so great. In regards to another amal that we should try to inculcate in our lives before the month of Ramadan Sharif comes, is tilawat of Quran Sharif. If, if a person is not reciting Quran Sharif daily, when the month of Ramadan comes, then it will be very difficult to pick up the Quran Sharif. Because he hasn't been reciting. He hasn't been reading. So, example, we should make it a habit. Every day we recite a portion of the Quran Sharif. Make it a habit, inshallah, from today. Open the Quran Sharif. Let us take our time. For everything else we can take our time. Time for the family, time to drop the kids for this spot and that spot. Let us take our time, like how we took our time to come to the masjid, come and perform salah. We have to give time for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By opening the Quran Sharif, that, that is our rahmah, that is our hidayat. Allah mentions in the Quran Sharif so many virtues of the Quran Sharif. And if you find the main, one of the main ibadats of Ramadan Sharif is what? Inna anzalnahu fi qadr. That anzalnahu, what is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking about? Sharif. Inna anzalnahu, that who in that verse, inna anzalnahu refers to the Quran Sharif. Fi laylatil qadr, in the night of power. So you can say that one of the main actions that we should be doing in the month of Ramadan Sharif is to recite the Quran Kareem. So one is we said fasting, then we said uh, reciting the Quran Sharif. In regards to the virtue of uh, these two ibadats, it is mentioned that on the day of Qiyamah, there's two, these two ibadats, that is fasting and Quran Sharif. They will intercede for a person. Allahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala will give them the ability to intercede for those who used to practice upon them. Fasting will say, O oh my Rabb, O oh Allah, I kept this person away from food and human desires. So accept my intercession. Imagine, Allahu Akbar. And the Quran Sharif will also, will also speak, in the same hadith, Quran Sharif is mentioned, that I did not let him sleep at night. So accept my intercession. So both will intercede for that person. Imagine. So we should, inshallah, try to exert ourselves when it comes to fasting, when it comes to reciting the Quran Sharif. Allah mentions in the Quran in Majid, إِنَّ الْحَسَنَاتِ يُذْهِبْنَ السَّيِّعَاتِ That know well that good deeds, hasanat, يُذْهِبْنَ السَّيِّعَاتِ They obliterate and wipe out gunas and sins. So whenever we have to do some guna or some sin, if we have to do it, we make some blunder in life, quickly cover it up with some good deed. In regards to good deed, there are so many good deeds out there. But the ulama explain that one good deed is very easy to practice upon. Sometimes we can't do all the good deeds. But this one act is a good deed in itself, and that is to refrain from guna. To stay away from sin, to stay away from sin in itself is a good deed. Allahu Akbar. So, 
in regards to doing a good deed and it is times by 10. Rabia Basriya rahmatullah alayha, famous wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is narrated that once she was in her home, he had some guests and they were fasting and she was going to give them something to break their fast, some iftar. And she only had two rotis or two slices of bread. That's all she had. Somebody came at the door, knocked at the door. It was a beggar, somebody who required something to eat. She gave that last two pieces of bread, that roti, she gave it away. For the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After some time, the ulama explained before the adhan of Maghrib was to take place. Again another knock at the door. And a tray, a tray full of bread of roti. And what she did, she looked at it. She said, this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She started counting it. She started counting the bread. 1, 2, 3, 4, 16, 17, 18. She told that servant, Jazakallah, please take this back. Take it away. Take this 18 slices away. So he was quite surprised. He says that this was sent for you. Please take it. She said, no. I gave two slices for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala will give me 20. Allah will give me 20. Then he said, please take it. On the way I was coming to you, I ate two slices. They were 20 years. Then she accepted it. Allahu Akbar. So look at the yaqeen and conviction that our past predecessors had in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when we do one good deed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely times it by 10. In regards to the Quran Sharif, let us start. Start with the Masnoon surahs, the famous surahs of the Quran Sharif. Different surahs have different sweetness and different virtue. For an example, Suratul Mulk, the Barakalladi Biyadihil Mulk, which contains 30 verses in the surah. For those who are reciting it, mashallah, Allah continue giving us the tawfiq to recite it. For those who haven't been reciting it, we hear it, sometimes we recite it. Let us get into the, in the habit of reciting this great surah of the Quran Sharif. Every night let us make it a habit. Immediately after Maghrib, let us recite it. Before we get lazy and tired, some prefer to recite it before sleeping, mashallah. Some look inside, whether it's on the phone, whether it's the Quran Sharif, whatever it may be. Let us make it a habit to recite this great surah of the Quran Sharif. It is narrated that one Sahabi, radiallahu anh, once he had pitched up his tent. You know, he was going to spend the night in his tent. Unknowingly, he pitched up his tent on a qabr, on a grave. Unknowingly. Happens sometimes you go to certain places, the graves are not, you know, in a mount shape, but instead it's flat. So when he pitched up his tent, went into his tent, he started hearing the inmate of that grave reciting Quran Sharif. And he started reciting Suratul Mulk. Now he is listening to that surah. The narrator mentions, from beginning to end, the surah was recited. The Sahabi radiallahu went to Nabi sallallahu and he told the Nabi of Allah sallallahu exactly what had transpired. That, this, I pitched up my tent and I, uh, somebody, you know, started reciting Suratul Mulk. I didn't know there was a qabr under me. And he recited the whole surah. What was Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's reply? Nabi sallallahu had replied, Hiyal mani'ah, it is a defender. Hiyal munjiyatu, tunjihi min adharil qabr. That, this is a deliverer. And it saves, it delivers a person, it saves a person from adhabul qabr, from the punishment of the grave. Every one of us want to be protected from the punishment of the grave. Here we find easy solution, the recite of Suratul Mulk, 
and also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for protection from the azab qabr Very, very briefly, we find once Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was going with some sahaba radiyallahu anhu ajma'in and they were going to bury one sahabi radiyallahu anhu. When they came to the place, to the qabristan, to the graveyard, the grave wasn't ready as yet. They were still digging up the grave. So, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had rested and he had a stick in his hand, he was making some marks on the ground. And all the sahaba radiyallahu anhu ajma'in who were present there were sitting silent and waiting, you know, for Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in case he had to say something, they were, you know, paying a lot of attention to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The after Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam raised his head and said, Ista'idu bil adab al qabr. The narrator mentions Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said it twice or thrice. What, it, what does it mean? Seek protection from Allah from the punishment of the grave. Seek protection from Allah from the punishment of the grave. Seek protection from Allah from the punishment of the grave. Thereafter, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it's a lengthy story, I'll give you the gist of it. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, thereafter, explained for a believer, for a believer, what is his condition? That when he's in his grave, and then the angels approach him, Munkar and Nakir, and, alayhi salatu wassalam, and they ask this person, Mar Rabbuk, who is your Lord? Ma'adinuk, what is your religion? And he answers, Mar Rabbuk, Allah is my Lord. Ma'adinuk, Islam is my religion. Thereafter, the, the malaika, the angels ask him something about the, this man, that is Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he replies that it is Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then another question according to this narration is asked to that person, how are you certain of that? And he says, I recited the book of Allah, the Quran Sharif. Thereafter, the virtue, the beautiful rewards for that believer in the qabr, then the, the, a voice calls out and says, my slave has spoken the truth. And Allahu Akbar, imagine, in the qabr already, he is getting his great rewards, a bedding of Jannah. Clothe him with the clothing of Jannah and open for him a window of Jannah. The beautiful fragrance, beautiful breeze of Jannah goes to this person and his grave opens up for him as far as his eye can see. Allahu Akbar. We make dua, Allah Ta'ala make us from this group. Ameen. And then, unfortunately, we find the next category, the Messiah mentions that a non-believer, a non-believer when he asks the questions, who is your Lord? He says, I don't know. What is your religion? I don't know. And then, Something about the Nabi of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he can't answer. I don't know. And then it is mentioned that my slave has spoken lies. He has lied. And bedding of fire. Close him with fire of Jahannam. A window of Jahannam, scorching hot wind. And the cover closes on this person where his ribs are intertwined. May Allah Ta'ala save us. So we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala firstly that Allah ta'ala bless us with the tawfiq and ability, the good health inshallah to see that great month of Ramadan Sharif and to maximize inshallah on all the ibadat that will be taking place. Wa akhir dawan alhamdulillahi rabbil alayhi.